This is Spin Control, a Fibercraft podcast by a joyful girl. everybody welcome to spin control episode 99 two weeks this of course is your host shiloh in this episode i've got some knitting some spinning some sewing and it will become readily apparent very soon why this episode is called two weeks all right let's kick this off with some updates to begin with i am recording this episode two weeks late Look, we're already diving into why this episode is called Two Weeks, and that's not the only reason. So anyway, this episode is two weeks late because I have been sick for the past two weeks. Apparently, I am allergic to the state of Missouri. If you recall, in my last episode, I told you that I was looking forward to a trip that I was taking to move my oldest child into college and spend some time on the Miramac River with some friends. It was a 10 hour drive, which I don't really mind at all because I had to help my, I needed my vehicle so that I could help my daughter move a bunch of her stuff. So I drove down there and the first night I started getting very sniffly and having a lot of like sinus infection issues and like all this stuff going on. And like my voice, if you can tell, isn't up to a hundred percent yet, which totally stinks. And I had to wait two weeks for it to get this good. By the time I got back from my four-day trip to Missouri, I could hardly speak. Like, I didn't have a sore throat or anything like that. My voice was just shot, and I have absolutely no idea what happened. It was crazy. I sounded, like, worse than a 12-year-old boy going through puberty. It was, it kept cutting out. It got really, it would go from high-pitched to really deep. It was nuts. But finally, everything is really clearing up. I feel a million percent better. And I am back to my life and enjoying it thoroughly. I think that might be all I've got going on this episode in updates. So it's time to get this podcast started. And now it is on to spin a tail. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more, a little story about how two weeks has kind of been driving our life uh, for the past few months, actually. So I've been talking about the alpaca for months. We have had them picked out, and we have had a lot of work to do at the old homestead to get the place ready to accommodate them, right? So every time for weeks and weeks and weeks, well, months and months and months, when anyone asked when we were getting the alpaca, the answer was always two weeks. And it took the 17-year-old saying, Uh, you realize you've been saying that since the beginning of the year. It actually occurred to us that we've just kind of been pushing off the alpaca. Like every time we turn around, something delays us from getting the alpaca. Like, hey, we have to take this trip. So we'll wait two weeks. Hey, we need to do X with the barn. So we'll wait two weeks. However, we completed our final two weeks before we received the alpaca. So much so that we have them. How exciting is that? So last weekend, we had our regular traditional Sunday dinner, and we invited the alpaca breeder and his wife to come over for dinner 
and deliver the alpaca. So they're here and I'm so excited. So I have three male alpaca now, varying in age from three years old to 13 years old. Bill is super sweet. He's the 13 year old and he's just pretty easygoing and pretty chill. And he's the old boy, right? So many years ago, 13 years ago, as a matter of fact, the breeder had had like 17 male births in a row and no females. So they were beginning to get a little worried that they were going to have this all male herd. And they were convinced that the next baby to be born was going to be a girl. And they had named her Billamina after a family friend, even before she came. But by the time Billamina arrived, it turned out that Billamina was just Bill. So that's why his name is just Bill. Like his registered name is just Bill because he was a boy <laughs> unexpectedly. So that's our old boy. And he is a medium fawn colored alpaca. Next on the list is bittersweet, bittersweet chocolate. Bittersweet chocolate is, well, they say a dark brown. However, when, when we sheared bittersweet chocolate and sampled the coloring of his fleece, it turned out once he was shorn, he was actually a bay black color so that he's beautiful and wonderful. And then our next, our third alpaca is our three-year-old little whiny baby boy. He's like the slowest to adjust to the new environment and he kind of whines every day and it's pretty hilarious. But his name is Wrangler and he is a beautiful, they say he's medium brown, but he's got this crazy medium brownish grayish fleece. And I am super excited for it to be mine next year. So the only two fleeces that I actually managed to snag this year were Bill's and Bittersweet's, but the boys are here and we are happy to have added to our little homestead. And I will try to do my best to keep you posted on all of our alpaca adventures. And that is all I've got this episode in Spin a Tale. And now it is on to spinning my wheels. I feel like even despite the fact that I was sick for the past two weeks, that I have managed to get a lot accomplished. To start, let's start with sewing. So I did manage to get all the chore sewing done. So chore sewing in this case included quite a few things. The boy had like this favorite sweatshirt and the seams under the arms and down the side of the body of the sweatshirt, for some reason decided they were just gonna come unraveled. And so I fixed those for him and it was a little bit more prominent on one side than the other, like 10 inches. I mean, it wasn't a difficult fix. And because it was a sweatshirt from his old rugby team, I even had coordinating thread to match the color of the sweatshirt already in my thread stash. So that was pretty cool. In addition, the 17 year old, now she's now 17, itty bitty, is already preparing for senior prom. I know school started two days ago, but what she really likes to do is go thrift store shopping. And recently she found a beautiful prom dress at a thrift store for $12. The only problem with the dress is that down the back, just below the zipper on the skirt of the dress, the seam in the back started to come out and that it was probably as much as 30 inches of repair, but it was really just a single line of straight stitching up the back of that seam on the inside of that layer to fix it. I mean, it took probably 10 minutes 
and it was a slipperier fabric so I did pin it maybe 15 minutes if you count pinning time so that was pretty simple and what else did I do for chore sewing so I have this cute little store-bought wrap thing that I really like it's really light it's like a summery weight warmer weather kind of wrap it is a full sleeved shirt but it it's like a cardigan except it's only got like four buttons but the front is very very open and if you were to just leave it as a cardigan which you really can't do that would be just ridiculous the buttons are down way below your knees this is really difficult to explain it's supposed to be a wrap so you take that part and you throw it over your shoulder over your one arm left or right it doesn't really matter and it kind of becomes a wrap with sleeves but the problem i was having is that that portion that wraps was always falling off my shoulders. So what I did, added a buttonhole and moved a button onto the shoulder of that shirt so that I could button it in place and it looks like it's supposed to be that way. So that was awesome. So now that'll fit me and I'll get to wear it again. And I love it. It looks really cute, but it was just driving me insane to wear it and have to throw that thing back on my shoulder all the time. So I'm super happy with it. And that was it for chore sewing. Chore sewing was really, in this instance, an opportunity for me to make sure my sewing machine was all set up and ready to go. You know, all my tensioning was correct and everything was properly oiled, new needle, and that it was, you know, after travel and sitting in storage, that it was ready to function. So that was pretty cool. That's done. So since then, I have cut and pinned and started sewing like five project bags. They're identical. I just had this stack of fabric and I'm like, you know what? I kind of want to do something with this. And it wasn't a whole ton. I couldn't do some major project with it, but I was able to lay out these bags and get them probably in the next two days. I will finish sewing because I really only take about 15 minutes at a time to sit at the sewing table. I will finish the sewing and then move on to the finishing, press them out and sew up the, the turning seam um, by hand. So that'll be cool. And then those five bags will be done and I'll be super happy. That's pretty cool. So that's really all I've got going on in sewing. And I do have some ideas. I want to work with some interesting fabrics that I've been seeing in other people's recent projects. So I think I'm going to try to do that, but that will require me to go fabric shopping. And I don't know how soon I'll be able to work that into my schedule. We'll see. All right. In spinning, there has not been a whole ton of spinning. I am still spinning my first bullseye bump in the colorway earthling from loop fiber studios and i'm spinning that on my reproduction louette hat box and it's interesting so it's one of those wheels this wheel is one of those wheels that it doesn't have a way to change the ratio the only way to get the thing to spin faster or slower is to literally treadle faster or slower which i don't mind as long as i can remember <laughs> how fast or slow i was treadling on the project i'm working on it's pretty simple it is not the quietest wheel. I'm sure you can hear it in the background through the entire episode. But that's what you hear. It's this little spinning wheel just chugging away. I feel, so I'm sitting on a different seat than I normally sit on. And I feel like I'm not treadling fast enough for this specific project. And I filled a whole bobbin. And I've spun enough that I'm about ready to swap out bobbins. And I think, well, we'll see. I need to probably weigh what's left on the bump when I finish this bobbin to see about how much they're holding. And... How many bombs I'm going to need to finish this project. Thankfully, I have two of these wheels. One is an antique, one is a reproduction, but the bobbins are the same, so I should have plenty of bobbin space to get the project done. And the only thing I'm contemplating on this project is whether or not I want to ply from multiple bobbins or if I just want to chain ply to keep the color, to keep the color pattern going as it came out of the bump. So we shall see. That'll be interesting. So this isn't the only thing I've been spinning. I have also been spinning 
some Bluette Fiber. It's Merino Silk, an 80-20 mix in the colorway Soft Rose. I've actually had this in my stash since 2010, a really long time. And I'm spinning that on one of my Jenkins Turkish spindles. I haven't done any spindle spinning in a while, so I figured it was time to work on this project and get something done. This is my Aegean Turkish spindle that was made in 2015, and it is from Pearwood. I have about two ounces of the Merino Silk to spin, so that shouldn't be too bad. It's a medium-sized spindle of the Jenkins Turkish spindle, so I'll probably have to fill up the cop several times before I actually um, get the entire thing spun. And typically, unless I decide to ply on something else, I usually do a two-ply when I'm spinning on the spindle. So I'll basically pull the yarn off the cop and then pull from the center of the ball that is automatically made on the Turkish spindle and the outside of the ball and do a two-ply and apply it back on itself. That's typically what I like to do with the Turkish spindles. My voice sounds really awful right now, and I'm so sorry about it. Moving on. So that was sewing and spinning. In addition, I've been doing a lot of knitting. So I told you that I had cast on two garments. I was working on the On the Beach sweater by Isabel Kramer, and I was also working on the Eco Vest. Now, the Eco Vest. I really managed to cast that on, knit like the one-inch cuff at the bottom of the body, and then... It said, okay, it's time to cable. And I was like, okay, I'm not in the mood to cable. So I put it down and I don't know when I'm going to pick it back up. I really want that vest, but I'm just not in the mood to cable right now. So that's kind of on the shelf to the side. I'm not really focused on that one. But the On the Beach sweater. So I've really enjoyed working on that one. Since we last recorded, I have done the shoulders all the way down to separating the arms. And it was knit back and forth while you were doing like the V-neck. I've joined that, and now I am to the point where I'm knitting, I'm supposed to knit seven inches from the armhole down the body, and then I'll start like A-line increases to finish the sweater out. So I actually am really enjoying that. You'd think it would be kind of boring because it really is just a stockinette sweater knitting the round. However, I really like the yarn. I have a cone of some mule spun fiber from Marhaven. I don't think they even make it in the cone anymore. Um that I've had forever since like Camp Kip 2012, I think. And there's re there's no patterning. So the original pattern actually calls for striping, but I didn't want to stripe it. So it's just one solid color and I'm working on that and enjoying it. What else do we got going on? So that sweater's coming along nicely and I'm enjoying it. And I think I'll actually have it done by the time I record again next time. And that makes me pretty excited. So the only other knitting I've been doing, you know, I have two socks, two pair of socks on the needle. So that's a total of four socks. I've knit both past the heel. I'm working on the foot, but I haven't actually been working on them. I've set them aside to work on my super duper top secret knitting project. So in that, I knit a sample and I didn't like it when I got done. I'm like, I don't understand why this is the way it is. It is not the dimensions that I expected it to be and the fabric is too drapey. So as it turns out, instead of knitting it on size 10 needles, US 10 as I had intended, I picked ten and a halfs, and which totally messed up all my calculations. So I ripped it back, re-knit it, checked my pattern writing to make sure, you know, as far as I was aware, that it was correct. And I'm about to do some knitting math and prepare um, three more, knit three more samples in three different yarn weights. So the first one was in bulky. The plan is that the next three will be worsted, DK, or sport weight. And then the last one will be fingering weight. So I'll do all the math for that 
change needle sizes, and see if I can knit up samples and write up the instructions for those projects. I can't tell you what it is. I can't tell you where you might find it eventually. Not yet. It's too soon. So that'll be done by the end of this month. I have some fabulous people in my knit group who have offered to test knit it for me, which will be great. So I'm ready, just about ready. I needed to wind up the yarn and swatch for those other yarn weights, and we will see what happens with that. So I have been really productive, and I feel good about it. But that, my friends, is all I've got going on and spinning my wheels. Well, it looks like it is time to spin off this episode of Spin Control. I am sorry that this one is probably going to end up being a little shorter than normal, but that's because I don't think my voice can last much longer. Um, I'll start cutting out like I was before. It's, my throat's getting really dry and not very happy at this moment. I sound wonderful, don't I? I am really glad that my voice did get to the point where I could finally record and feel pretty decent about it. To close out this episode, I want to send out a, a very, very special set of thanks to Jasmine and Gigi from the Knit More Girls. I greatly appreciate the wonderful shout out that you guys gave me, which is absolutely 100% immensely helping my listeners find me again. I really appreciate that. And hopefully I will see you guys soon and get to give you big hugs. All right, friends, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Spin Control. We will be hearing the song Two Weeks by the Grizzly Bears um, leading us out. As always, you can get the details about this episode and all the past episodes at spincontrolpodcast.com. You can email me at a joyfulgirlknits at gmail.com. Catch me on Ravelry as a joyful girl. Follow me on Twitter as a joyful girl maid. And last but not least, if you want to see pictures of the things that I'm working on and the alpaca, slide on over to Instagram and follow me as Forever Handmade. Thanks again, guys. I will talk to you soon. I told you
Would you 